Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Let's just do what we're going to do. You know. And, yeah. Are we airing right now? We are now. Well, shit. Are you picking hair out of your wine? No, uh, there was just a piece of dog food on the side of my glass. Welcome to And That's Why We Drink, the <laughs> listener's story, volume two. Volume two, volume two. <laughs> We're so excited. We, okay, we got a lot of stories. Yeah. A shit ton. So we, it was really hard to pick because we <laughs> want to keep these short, but we did pick a couple. So don't be like offended if we didn't pick yours. We're going through the list. We're going through the list. I'm, okay, I have a paranormal and a true crime this time oh i've never told a true crime story before oh shit yeah my last time was telling my first ghost story so now you're it's my first time be gentle oh shit i almost dropped the mic god (sighs) anyway gia is also here to for to lend us supportive paw my dog just did not like being locked in the other room should i do paranormal first sure okay because i feel like you need to mentally prepare for your first true crime telling yeah i'm nervous everyone's nervous for their first time (laughs) (laughs) okay uh this came from rebecca say hi to rebecca hi rebecca there it goes uh was it a it was an email right yeah she listened thank you rebecca (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so she said hey y'all are awesome (gasps) oh my god we are awesome thanks for knowing the truth rebecca my interaction with the paranormal started when I was very young. Mm. My older sister passed away uh, when I was a few months old. <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we started this really bitter. That's sad. It's okay. Uh, I'm sorry. There's more to the story. Uh, the night before she passed away, uh, Kayla, my sister, was helping my mom do the dishes. And this was the night before she passed away. That night, she dropped a plate on the floor and it shattered. After the accident, when my dad left the hospital to come home, my parents had just settled down with a dish. uh, Just settled down when a dish came crashing off the counter, (gasps) shattering on the floor. Holy shit. That's crazy. Oh, I got chills just just reading that. Holy shit. A few years later, when I was two or three, my mom came into my room and asked who I was playing with. And without having any memories or knowledge of my sister at the time, I responded, KK. (gasps) My mom was so dumbfounded when, uh, was so dumbfounded that she just left. And my family moved a few years later, but kept the house as a rental property. When my younger sister was around the same age, she also had an imaginary friend named KK. 
Flash forward about two more years when we moved back into the house we lived in uh, with the falling dish. I was sitting on the couch playing video games when something caught my eye, knowing I was home alone. When I turned to the staircase, I saw a figure of a little girl, and a second later, she was gone. <gasps> Not even a minute later, there was a knock at the door, and my dog went nuts, running up and down the stairs. I never found out who was at the door, but instead ran up to the stairs after my sister's figure. To this day, I still feel and see her watching over me. Oh and then God. she ends up saying, keep being awesome. Oh, that's great. It's really great. I mean, it's, it's sentimental. It's very, it's like poignant. It's like comforting that yeah. she still has her sister with her, but it's also really tragic. That is really, but at least she knows she's watching. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's a nice anecdote that the plate shattered and then the next day a plate totally. shattered again, just to be like, I'm still here. Totally. Like we're good. I'm still breaking your Plates. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me too. Yeah. I'd I was going like, to say. <laughs> I'm still here to annoy you. Just still be spilling shit everywhere. Yeah. Oh, man. That well, was that a short is... one, but that was really good. That's a good one. Yeah. So. Thanks, Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca. I'm so sorry about your loss, but what a beautiful story. Yeah. I'm glad your sister is still with you. Mm hmm. I like how even the younger sister, who definitely totally. didn't remember her at all, also had the same friend. Totally. I love stories like that where kids are just like, oh. Yeah. It's just my friend. Kids know shit. Yeah. Kids know shit. Um, and I love having, like, a poignant story that's not... It's, like, a ghost story, but it's not, like... It's not a spooky story. Evil. It's, like, a... Yeah. It's a heartwarming Right, right. It's, story. like, comforting. Yeah. All right. So, I guess I'll go next. Um, I have a story from Twitter user... I mean, she literally has the best username on Twitter. PandaButt30. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for whatever let a PandaButt has to tell let me. That's so good. Um, okay, she says, I'd like to share two stories. Okay. Uh, she says, I'm drinking tea. It's black tea. Good for her. I like black tea. What? Oh, she's on your team. She's on Team M. Is she? Well, if she's drinking tea, she's on Team M, right? <laughs> Anything non-alcoholic, I guess. <laughs> Anything that's not Christine wine. doesn't want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. If you said you like it. Okay, fair. You Let... can be on my team, girl. All right, Amanda. Her name's Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Amanda can be on your team. Panda butt 30. Okay. Lucky you. All right. Amanda's from Boston. <gasps> we hey, live girl. there. I'm wearing a Red Sox hat right now. We became friends in Boston, actually. It's where we met. It's where it all began. We lived across the street from each other. Yeah. And we never hung out I until know. we moved across the country. <laughs> well, Whoops. sometimes it takes a cross country. We're star. Was it star crossed lovers? Yeah. Except not lovers. Except mm. like maybe. Not yet. All right. We'll see. Our story will unfold. We'll see where things go. <laughs> Okay, I'll start off with uh, two ghost stories. In the winter of 2006, my brother passed away in his sleep from complications from CP. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. These are so sad. Yeah. I think CP is cerebral palsy. My, my stepbrother is CP. I, I consider it cerebral palsy. I assume I, that's what it I is. I think that's what it, that. Yeah, that's so sad. Fuck, dude. I'm so sorry. Okay. The day before his wake was the hardest day for me, as I was extremely close to him. That this makes me really That's sad. really sad. Mm. Okay. I, uh, um, I was walking to my room. To get to my room, you have to walk past his. On my way to my room, I felt this really, really warm sensation that stopped me in my tracks. I stopped a little before his door. What I saw next gives me chills. I saw the outline of his shadow looking through his medical books and charts. It was Aww. him. I wasn't afraid. I didn't want to move because I wanted to hold on to the moment 
as I knew it would be the last time I'd ever see him. Aw, that's so sad. I know. His wake, for whatever reason, was so much easier to get through. I've never seen him since. However, I feel him all the time. Gosh. I know. Let's fast forward to June of 2006. I just graduated high school, and me and a few friends wanted to go to the beach. It was about 10 a.m. I was in the passenger seat of my car without a seatbelt. Right before we got to our green light, something in my head was screaming at me to put my seatbelt on. So I do. Seconds after I put my seatbelt on, we were in a head-on collision. Oh, fuck. Holy crap. That the, was her brother. That the, was for sure must, her brother. Yeah. The cop EMT at sla- the cop slash EMT slash nurse at the hospital had no idea how I survived. I should have been dead. I walked away with a few scratches. Everyone else was fine also. Wow. I had a dream that night of my brother hugging me. Aw. Ever since that day I wore a seatbelt. On to my murder story. Wow. Oh, well, shift. Okay, here That's we go. Shift. Okay. <laughs> Let's shake that one off. Let's just take a moment. Okay. That was a really good one, though. That's a good ghost story. It is a great story. (sighs) Okay. On to my murder story. So this didn't happen to me, but a friend of mine, she was at a party, and some guy we went to high school with walked into the party with a human foot. Shut up. Apparently. Oh, my God. Apparently, he murdered a bum (gasps) and brought the foot to the party as a token. What the fuck? What? The she wrote fuck. WTF, right? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> he was promptly arrested the next day. The homeless man was found beaten, robbed, and stabbed Aww. to death, along with the, you guessed it, missing foot. When asked why he did it, his answer was, quote, taken care of wasted space. Jesus Christ. Guy's a real gem. Yes, clearly. <sighs> He's I hope in, that guy's jail. Still in jail. Oh, thank okay. God. Phew. Okay, one more murder story. What? Oh my God! This oh girl's lived a life. God. Jesus. Panda butt, you got <laughs> you got an interesting story to tell here. Okay. Panda butt needs to write a book. Yeah, and write a memoir. So I also went to high school with these crazies. A brother and sister burnt down their grandparents' house with them in it. Shut the fuck for up. For insurance money so they could go back to China. They planned it for months, and it only took detectives a little under a week to figure out their plot. I have so many more stories to tell. I'll write again soon. Oh, my yeah. God. Please do. <gasps> wow. Okay. Oh my God. So that was just like a... That human foot story, though. What the... Imagine f- if so, like... And also, okay, I work in... <sighs> Like the movie prop industry, if right. someone just brought a foot to a party, that's not even really that weird to me at this point. Because like, right, I see people wear crazy shit and do stupid things and have random items on them at all times. If someone brought a foot, I'd be like, oh, that's that's a fake foot. That has to be any any person, regardless of where they work, would imagine that's like a Halloween fake, especially foot. in L.A. Yeah, <sighs> and then like. Okay, I don't know anything about anatomy, but I just imagine, like, wouldn't that thing just be pouring out blood? I don't know. I guess it depends on how long he had been dead. I don't know if that, like, just, like, it all just stays in there or if it all falls out. I I don't know how it feet work. It falls out. I don't know. Like, what would happen? Like, like did he want to get high-fived or something? Like, he's like, he was this- probably just a drunk asshole. Oh, I hate that. That sucks. I mean, you hear about, like, for example, like, gay people getting, like beat up outside clubs and like getting the shit kicked out of them by like drunk guys it's just <sighs> quote taking care of wasted space like it's just a horrible horrible people are such fucking attitude assholes it, yeah anyway. Ugh, like i'm an asshole but like i'll never kill anyone no you know what yeah. I mean? 
Okay. I have a story, and it is the true crime one. Ooh. Okay. How do you feel? Because you asked me how I felt when I told my first ghost story. I'm nervous because I'm expecting there to be some sort of, like, spooky story at the end of it. I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) Maybe there is one. Uh, Okay, this is from Meg. Thanks, Meg. And it even says, I originally sent a Twitter message about this, but here's my story via email. Oh, yeah, I remember. That was sweet. I was like, she's like, do you want me to send it somewhere else? I was like, please send it to our email. Good for her. Okay. Because I didn't want to lose it in the shuffle. Anyway, thanks, Meg. Like, lose your mind? Well, that's already taken care of. <sighs> hey, guys. I sent you a Twitter message about this, but here's my story about babysitting for my neighbor who <laughs> who wound up shooting his parents. <gasps> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I didn't read this because I was like, you need to cover this one. But first, let me crack open a nice cold beer. Cheers. Hey, amen. Hey, girl. Team Christine. Alrighty. So let's set the scene. Let's. Let's do that. Carney's Point, New Jersey, a fairly rural suburb of Salem County whose claims to fame are the Cowtown Rodeo and Bruce Willis. The what? The Cowtown Rodeo? Yeah, the Cowtown Rodeo and Bruce Willis. Let's not forget him. Fucking Bruce Willis is great. Mm -hmm. Good for you. See, we don't. In my hometown, we have uh, Chick-fil-A sauce Uh and Danny McBride. We got George Clooney and Sarah Jessica Parker. All right. We've all got something. But uh, nothing like the Clown Town Rodeo. Or cow Town Rodeo. <laughs> Whatever. I'm the clown. Right. You're the Clown Town Rodeo. Not much goes on in this small town, so a fairly high-profile murder hits places like this hard. Like I said, the murderer, Wade Russell, was my neighbor at the time. I was roughly 12 years old and had recently started babysitting for the family whose house... I could get to by jumping the fence in my backyard. A family who also spent a lot of time with my family because small towns and neighbors. Same. You know about that. I'm, I'm yeah. I, <laughs> the town my dad lives in has 477 people, so. I just can't get over that. <laughs> it's farmland. It's just what you do. Um, okay. So, yes, girl, I'm with you. I understand. So, okay. So, she's babysitting for the house next door. Now on to the morning of December 6, 2001. Around 5 a.m. that morning, my mother woke up earlier than usual to run an errand for my aunt, who I believe was traveling. And then in parentheses it says, maybe taking her to the airport? I don't know, and neither does she. (laughs) Good. Give us all the facts. Good. Uh, She noticed Wade was also leaving his house around the same time, which she noted was odd because his son and my sister were in the same kindergarten class, and they both needed to be back in just over an hour to get the kids to school. Huh. At the time, she thought nothing of it because she was also breaking our routine by running an errand before taking the kids to school. So she just thought Wade was probably doing the same thing. Sure. By 6.30, both my mother and Wade returned home in time to get all of the kids to school. Spoiler alert. Remember this for later. I'll remember. Let me repeat it so we all remember together. By 6.30, both my mother and Wade returned home in time to get all of the kids to school. Got it. Both there. Cut to the afternoon. I'm walking my usual route home from school when my twin sister and I are hurriedly picked up by my mom. And she rushes us into a car without saying a word. We're obviously concerned, especially when my mother passes our street and takes us right to our aunt's house. (gasps) So she's like, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? It turns out my mother had been bombarded with with media calls and knocks on our door all day because the local news had taken over our street. When I asked why, my mom says, because they think 
Wade killed the Camax. And now he's on the run. So who are the Camax, she says? <laughs> For starters, I think it's I think I'm saying it right. C A M A C. Camax. Camax, yeah. Camax? Uh, Camax? I don't know. Camax. Yeah. Okay. So who are the Camax? For starters, the Camax owned a fairly successful horse farm just outside our town. In fact, the one horse kept in the family after the murder won the Kentucky Derby. Oh, shit. The Kentucky Derby is a big thing in Virginia. I don't know about you. Well, I live 10 minutes from, from Kentucky. From Kentucky, so. So you know. I got you. <clears throat> that horse was Smarty Jones. <laughs> I was about to ask what its name was. Well, that's the way people know. Mr. and Mrs. Kamek were also Wade's mother and stepfather. So he killed his parents. Wow. <clears throat> his mother mm -hmm. and his stepdad. The rumor was Wade killed his parents due to pressure stemming from his own struggling, but not failing by a long shot. Um, from his own struggling business and a third child on the way, but it was never proven as a definitive motive. However, I know he was charged with forging checks out of his parents' bank account, so that probably had quite a bit to do with it. Some other rumors I've heard is he started to change and had maybe gotten violent with his wife, but again, I can't say if that is true or not, mostly because I was 12. <laughs> Fair. <clears throat> and no one tells the babysitter much of anything, much less the 12-year-old babysitter. Uh, so why exactly did he do it? Wade's story since 2001 has been he just snapped. Like, oh, I'm crazy now and I'm going to kill you. Jesus. He's claimed that in his mind he was deer hunting that morning and he took the guns out of his cabinet, went out to the farm and shot two deer and then came back later to collect his kills and saw cops and ran. Oh. So did he shoot? Does he think he killed two deer but killed his parents? Yeah, what like the fuck Like a dissociative state or... What the fuck? Or is his story that he went out and killed deer so that he had the like blood all over him? Yeah. Right. Maybe we'll find out. I can't verify if he actually went back to the house after that, but I feel like that's what I've heard. Um, a couple of farm workers found the bodies and called the police. It was said early on that Wade doesn't remember shooting his parents, although now he admits it openly that that's exactly what happened. Oh. I recently talked to my mom about this, and she found out that she was actually called as a witness in the investigation and was subpoenaed by both sides. Ugh. If the case had actually gone to trial, she would have been in court for months. Uh, remember, she was the one, the only witness who saw him leaving that morning. Yeah. According to her, around 5 a.m., my mom was up to do something for my aunt. She left the house and Wade left with her or left right before her. Uh, she returned an hour and a half later to take us to school and Wade had done the same or she assumed Wade had done the same thing because she didn't actually see him. She sure. just assumed it. It wasn't until later that morning that my mom heard about the murders and left work to run to my neighbor's house to see if I, if everyone was okay. Um, according to the police, it was during that 90 minute time frame that Wade had murdered his mother. Needless to say, my mom's freaked out. And then the last thing she said is something else I'd like to note. As I previously stated, I babysat for this guy and continued to babysit for his wife for years after this. Oh. This guy always gave me the creeps. I didn't think he'd ever hurt me because he didn't, but it's just something weird. I didn't like being alone with him. Although he always walked me home after babysitting <gasps> and he was a nice guy to me, but sometimes always seemed a little off. 
And that's why I drink. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, so she babysat for him? Yeah. After he killed his mother? No, beforehand. Like, her rem- like her memories oh, of him. Oh, 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 Is that, like, he was always, like, off, but... What the fuck? Like, not super dangerous, just... That's what... That's, like, when I think about, you know, trust your instinct and trust your gut. Like, yeah. you're usually right. Well, she also said... They always say kids have the best judgment of character, which is true. Which is so, so true. Um, she said, if you'd like to look up more for the murder, it's called the Kamek Farms Murder. Oh, fuck, dude. Thanks for the awesome podcast and stay thirsty. Oh. We should we should have come up with stay thirsty. Fuck. That's a good one. All right, let's steal it. All right. Thanks, Meg. Stay thirsty. They start. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's why we don't <laughs> use it. Never mind. That's exactly why. That was a good one. Jesus, a babysat for a murder. God, I've never had that. Actually, my um, best friend from back home, um, Lorena Bobbitt. Do you know how that is? The girl who chopped off her husband's penis. What the fuck? Oh. No. Oh, that was my uh, best friend's babysitter. Wait, I don't think I sent you this part. Did you read this part? Oh, OK. So one last thing she also said was, uh, crap, I forgot the creepiest part. So my sister filled in for me babysitting while Wade was being housed in jail that night his cellmate came to the to his old house so it came to wade's house to talk some sense into wade's <gasps> wife but because my sister him developed early oh shit just really throwing out her sister's wow. dirty laundry because my sister developed early the creep thought my sister was his wife and banged on all the doors demanding her to let him in and she Holy. called the wife and the cops and a security system was installed the next day Holy fuck. No, thank you. I can't believe they were still babysitting after the guy went to jail. Yeah. She filled in for me. Yeah, MBD. <laughs> but no, you don't know about Lorena Bobbitt? No. Um, Maybe. I mean, it's pretty popular where I'm from. But it was a, she caught her husband cheating on her, so she ended up, I don't remember how the story was. I don't know if it was like she pretended that she was like going to like do stuff with him or if she like drugged him i don't know what happened exactly but ended up chopping off his dick (gasps) and then um got in her car and like was carrying it with her (gasps) like fucking i don't know if she i don't don't, but she ended up like coming to and realizing what she did so like okay so she cut off his dick got in the car threw it out the window as she was driving away and then after she threw it out a window Apparently had some, like, realization of, like, what she'd done. So she called the cops, I think, on herself. And they all tried to find it in the woods. And then he ended up, fun fact, getting it reattached. Or they, like, made a fake. Like, they they got some sort of surgery taken. They tried to fix it. And now he... Not now, but for some time he was a porn star afterwards. Which I don't know. What? Yeah. He was a porn star? Virginia's weird. What the fuck? Yeah. And I, that was my friend's babysitter growing up. Oh my God. What is, okay. Not growing up. Like it was early, early on. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, she was around. That's so. That's the closest thing I've got to a cool story. It's pretty awful. Do you have a ghost story? I do. (gasps) I do. It's a good one. Favorite. So this one is actually from one of my best, best friends growing up. Um, and she named Emily Schultz. M. Schultz. That's me right here. No, I knew you'd read the one I submitted. Mm. She tried to be secretive about it. Yeah. 
No, this is from um, one of my best friends from childhood. Her name is Celine Dion. Almost. Okay. <laughs> Her name is Celine, and she is a lovely human. But she has had some fucking crazy shit. Like when we were even even when we were kids, like shit always happened to her, and I just prayed. Yeah, <laughs> I just like tagged along. Yeah. Okay, so this is what she sent me, um, and I'm gonna just read it to you because she's a lovely writer. My experience with ghosts has always been fleeting. It's like they've always been in the background of my life, but they rarely show themselves to me. I lived in a haunted house the summer I was 21. It, like, even here, like, I remember hearing about this firsthand. Okay. I was 21. It was a huge white house built in 1887. Gone already. I'm out of it. Donezo. Yeah. (laughs) And we... (laughs) Bye. Bye-bye. We rented it for $7.50 a month. Obviously, because the rent was so low, we didn't have certain necessities, like an oven or laundry. Sounds like L.A. Yeah. Except that cost $3,000 a month. <laughs> the first week we lived there, I was home alone one night. Only one out of the five housemates had moved in so far, and she was at work. I was by myself in the kitchen with her dog, reading, and all of a sudden I heard a bang from the basement. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> you had to get to the basement through an old-school cellar door. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Which was in a creepy cinder block room that was attached to the kitchen decades after the original house was built. The noise was coming from the basement stairs. I took the dog with me and opened the cellar door. The bangs got louder from beneath the stairs. Instead of looking into the darkness, I slammed and locked the door. That is smart. Yeah. Okay. Did she throw Uh, a crucifix down there too? And the door to that room also and ran outside and spent the rest of the night on the porch waiting for my housemates to get home. Uh, Same. Exactly what I would have done. We heard all kinds of... So I would have, like, texted them from the Waffle House down the street and been like, meet me here. I'm eating waffles, and I need you to go check the house out. (laughs) I called the police and the National Guard and the FBI. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. We heard all kinds of shit in the house. When one of us would be home alone, we would always hear footsteps on the second floor going up and down the stairs. One day, I was ripping out the layers of linoleum floor in the downstairs closet. I ripped up five layers of it, and when I got to wood, I saw a hinge. I made my shot. I, this is not even a joke. Up. I know this is not even a joke. There was a trap door under five layers of linoleum. I made my housemates come help me rip the rest out. When we were done, we'd exposed a door. I'm, I'm fucking. I seen we're over. She writes. Period. In the floor. Period. That dropped straight to the basement. Period. My then boyfriend told me he was sleeping on the couch once after coming home drunk from a show, and felt a quote evil power coming from the closet. It was super creepy. The dog would always drag blankets in there and put them over the door and sleep on top of it. Like to protect them? Yeah, like he would drag blankets and sleep on top of that creepy door they found. To be like, stay closed, please. We called it the witch closet. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking don't blame you. That's exactly. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The basement began to fill with sewage the first month we lived there. We called the landlords who told us to deal with it ourselves. We called That's a fucking bad landlord. Sounds about right. We called Roto Reader, who also told us to deal with it ourselves. We didn't know what to do. It filled up so high that it drowned the pilot light to the water heater, so we lived without hot water for months. The day we moved out, it completely drained itself within a matter of minutes. Shut up. I shared the attic with another girl. Our rooms were across from each other and didn't have doorways, so we could see into each other's rooms when we were laying in bed. One morning, I woke up, and she asked me if I had had anyone over the night before. I said no, I'd been alone. She said there was a man standing in my doorway all night watching me. <laughs> she told me about this, and her friend told me about this. She said, 
yeah, I kept, she was like, yeah, my friend kept like staring and waking up and the same guy would be in my doorway watching me. And so she kept kind of like looking and the guy just stayed there all Wait, night. Wait, they both said the same thing? Or? No, she was passed out, but she's like, yeah, my friend kept telling me every time I was like looking over, there was a man standing in your doorway all night. Anyway. I know. Ex- I, okay. I've had this happen and I know exactly what that's like. And it's the, the least fun thing in the entire world. <laughs> like the <laughs> least fun. Uh, it doesn't even stop there. I um, know. Why would it? One day when I was cleaning the attic, this is one that's also creepy. I was, I lifted up a loose floorboard and found a crumpled but intact newspaper from 1898. No. Detailing the hangings of multiple men in town in Cincinnati. No. She told me about that too. It was like a, did they die on the property? It was, I don't, there's no reason for that paper to be there. It was like hidden under the floorboards and it was like a news story about how these men were hanged uh, why would someone hide that unless in it was important F- right like, unless someone needed to read that later or it was worth saving because why would you put that under a floorboard anyway unless you like want to make sure it stayed preserved because it was part of the house it's part of the history yeah oh my gosh the house next door was even more haunted than ours. It was abandoned. One night, one of my housemates was sitting alone in the backyard by the fire. I was in the kitchen, and two more of our housemates were out front skating in the street. I heard a loud animal shriek. Assuming something had happened to one of our pets, I ran outside, where I was met uh, by our two housemates, Jake and Marcus, that were skating out front. Apparently, we all heard it. Hannah, the girl that was sitting in the backyard, asked Marcus, who is six foot five and black, if he had just been in the backyard. He said no, he was out front the whole time. She told us that right before she heard the shriek, she heard a low growling in the bushes and saw a tall, dark figure race through our yard to the yard next door. Another night, a few of us were sitting around the fire drinking. We decided to go into the house next door and find out why it creeped us out so much. That's why I don't drink alcohol. Because I know my dumbass would do that exact same stuff. This is why when I drink, I try to convince you to play Ouija board. <laughs> and if I were drunk, I'd say when and where. Exactly. <laughs> this is why Celine and I played Ouija board <laughs> in uh, high school. So they go um, into the house. They go into yes. the house. We opened the back window and climbed in. It was pitch black. And it's abandoned. Yes. Okay. There were rooms that seemed like they shouldn't be there that were that were not spatially sensible. Scraps of children's drawings littered the ground, along with a single child's shoe. Mm-hmm. The kitchen still had boxes of crackers and hamburger helper in the cabinets. In the basement, there was a velvet chair beneath the staircase. Upstairs, there was a hallway that went downhill. There was one window in the hallway, the only window on that side of the house that looked out at our house. The window was open. At the end of the hallway and down two steps was a windowless room with seven-foot ceilings, which is not uh, tall at all. It's, like, right, right above, like... Yeah, a dude's height. Yeah. The attic was a series of windowless rooms covered in children's drawings, at the end of which was a locked closet. We didn't try to unlock it. Probably smart. <laughs> when we came back outside and gathered around the fire again, we heard a noise coming from the house we'd just been in. When we looked up, Fuck. that one hallway window slammed closed. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That's the end of the story. No, 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 no. That's a, that's and a, that is a one way ticket out of that entire neighborhood. And I met her housemates and they're all, they were all like, we, 
fuck that like place. they all saw fuck the, it they just saw like the window just slammed it shut. Slammed shut as in like get the fuck out of my as house in they were in their backyard after they'd just been in there and the window was open they were creeped around and then they looked <gasps> back in it uh, nope. i don't know what sound to make <laughs> so the nervous laughter ensues <laughs> yeah anyway uh, the uh isn't that the most horrible thing you've ever heard okay so i know it's listener story so i don't want to like just keep talking mm-hmm. about things i've done tell me tell me you're a listener we listen to our own podcast we do we're probably half the reason we have any we are. <laughs> uh, we're our biggest fans <laughs> um i well i also don't want to say anything in case one of my friends write in the story because we all shared uh, like a lot of stories like that together in high school because we had this really fun habit of breaking into abandoned houses mm, yeah Sorry, that's what we did in cincinnati too i feel like it's just a thing it's just like you have nothing else to do and it's like why not i don't want to talk it's empty my mom's gonna yell at me now mine is too it's okay um but there was this house we went to for years mm-hmm. years and years and um that place there's like for sure dark dark things there (gasps) and like if you go up there it was a whole plantation so there's multiple houses and multiple (gasps) barns and if you go to the furthest one in the back there was if you go all the way up the stairs there was an old room that you could tell like used to be a a child's room no and there were children handprints like in the dust and like drawings and uh, what's the dark shit like you think it was just uh, i'm gonna let someone i'm gonna let one of my friends write it in Okay, write it in, dude. Okay. Whoever your friends are. Brandy, Cece, Deirdre, if any of you are listening, everyone write your account You better in. be fucking listening. They all are. They're my oldest friends. They better write something in. Oh, God. But we all experienced things there on a regular basis for a long time, to a point where we kind of, like, something was starting to feed off of us. Where what? We started showing up there, like, on our own. Like, I remember, I don't know if it was my friend Cece or my friend Brandy, but I just had like this like urge. I came home for like a break or something and I just had the urge, like I had to go drive by it. And then when I got there, another one of my friends was also parked there <gasps> and we were both like, why are you here? And I was like, some- I had like, a- it's, like, it felt like an addiction. It was like something that's yeah. making me go here. No, no, no. So we all had to make an agreement for like a year. It's like, whatever's going on, like do not go there. What the fuck? Eventually we started going back again just because we're idiots. But I mean, that, that, there's at least 10 different stories I could tell you right now about that house. But the, when I think of that, like in the beginning, you were saying that old house, like the old house that she moved into and she found like the cellar stairs and Mm -hmm, the kitchen mm -hmm. and all that. My mom, um, once dated this guy who had property on a farm and like when I say an old farmhouse, I mean an old damn farmhouse that his mother apparently died in and like her the room that she used to have as her bedroom looked exactly the same from when she died like 10 years ago like she he refused to let anyone touch anything in there there was like a baby gate on it or something to make sure that no one went in there i remember one time i did go in and i touched a hairbrush and i felt weird like i didn't know I wasn't aware of it, like, being, like, his dead mom's room. I thought it was just, like, an open guest room with, yeah. like, a hairbrush there for people. And I remember feeling someone in there with me being, like, get out of this room. What the and then fuck? that night, let's, this is, like, a quality story about how horrible my mother was at parenting me when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because at the time, they had just started dating. So the respectful thing was, since I was staying 
in this house with my mom and her boyfriend. Right. My mom shared a bed with me and he slept on his own because she, you know, just trying to be sure, respectful to sure. me to be in a strange haunted farmhouse. <sighs> and there was, they put, he put us in a room that just no one ever sleeps in. And I swear I've felt a woman and could I like, it, I felt it so strongly. I might as well have seen it, but there was a woman standing over my side of the bed, staring at us all no. night. And I told my mom a million times, I was like, mom, there's a woman standing over us. And she's like, just go to bed. And I was like, are you on crack? Like I, there is a, there is definitely something staring at us and it does not like us. And I'm telling you, I want to get out of this house. And she was like, Emily, just go to bed. And I was like, I can't trust you now. If there's a, like, if there's ever a possession or a, or a paranormal something, like you don't get a say now. Like I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I ever told my mom, I saw a ghost or there's an evil spirit, she'd be like, you need so much attention. Go to bed. Like she would not even give me a <laughs> Meanwhile, second. Meanwhile, if we ever go anywhere together and I'm like, Christine, there's something standing over our bed. I'm you'd be start <laughs> screaming. You'd be the first person to be like, how fast can we get out of this I'm going to be like, why did you take me here? That place was the ha- the most haunted place I've ever stayed in. And I went there regularly and it was just the freakiest Well, the worst part is that time. it's like negative. It sounds like negative energy too. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, like... A friendly child wants to... It just, like... It, it looked like... Like, when I tell you it looked like an old farmhouse, like, he didn't even keep it up. No. It looked like the walls were, like, falling apart. Like, it looked like it was... We were living in ruins. The creepiest part of her... Of Celine's story, too, is, like, the floors were littered with children's drawings. No, like, the thing that was the creepiest the thing is there was a door under five layers of linoleum. Well, that was her house, but this other house that they broke into had child's drawings all over it. <sighs> and... And she said, like, there were, I remember her telling a me this. A hall going downhill or something? A closet that went, like, completely downhill. And then she said there were, like, rooms that didn't make sense. So they were built, like, really awkwardly. And, like, she said the whole layout of the house just didn't work. And then there were, like, locked closets and, like, weird, uh, it just what didn't make sense. And then that window was randomly open. And then just slams the fuck shut yeah, when and all then of when them are looking home. at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the house that she told me about. She still has like the newspaper clipping, like it's, <gasps> the 1891. Yeah. No, no, no. Tell no, her to send a picture. I went to her house. Yeah, and it it's literally from 1898, and it's it has like from Cincinnati, from like downtown, which is so fucking creepy because we live ten minutes, and it's like detailed about the hangings that they performed. Oh my god! Someone put it under a floorboard. I can't wait to drive home alone now. Thank you. Every time we do one of these episodes, I just oh wow. At least Rosa hasn't thrown anything across the room this time. You know, you say that, and she seems to actually (laughs) give you signs, so let's keep that Let's not, like, antagonize Rosa. (laughs) Um, Well, thanks to everyone who wrote in. Thanks, guys. I'm going to have a hard time sleeping now. It's weird. I can read a story online. It doesn't matter. But when I'm hearing someone actually tell me an experience, I'm like, ah, shit. Totally. This is is why I, like, blocked it out of my mind. This is why I drink, and also why I blacked it out of my memory, and then... Now I have to read it all over again. I do like the sentimental ones earlier, though, of the family members, like, looking out for you. Those are, like, nice spirits and, like, le- letting you know that everything's okay and we're still here. Like comforting. That's so much different compared mm-hmm. to the one we had to finish on. Yeah. Why do we always... I always just, like, make everybody feel miserable at the end. <laughs> at the and then end. I'm here for comedic relief. Yeah. You're here to laugh. You're welcome, guys. I'm here to make everyone feel bad about themselves. <laughs> uh, well. You're welcome. Thank you guys for uh, listening to the listeners, uh, and just keep it up. Just just keep sending us stories because yes. this is my actually my favorite 
like segment totally. that we do. It's so much fun to read your guys' stories, and they're just so random and fun. Um, and it means a lot that you guys are actually, you know, mm-hmm. you want us to talk about your stories. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and we, we really do have a lot. So we're trying to like piece through them. If you have one, send it to, and that's why we drink at gmail.com to make sure we don't lose it. Um, among the Twitter and Facebook yeah. shuffle. Uh, cause we do want to get to all of them. So send them to our email and we are going to cover them eventually. Yes. Thank you again. Thanks. And this is, uh, why, why we, we drink. drink. It is. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>